You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God. As you see, don't open your Bible at Luke chapter 1. Verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what matter of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Everybody say favor with God. Isn't it interesting how this young lady has, she was engaged to Joseph. How many of you know that sometimes we can have our own plans and we can be set for the future? We figured it all out and life is wonderful. And all of a sudden, God steps in. How many of you had God ever step in on a plan that you had? I mean, you're, you, you got it all set, man. The invitations are out. The arrangements are made. Everything's sorted, you know. And then God steps in. Come on, how do you understand what I'm saying? And her first response when he gives this instruction and says, this is what's going to happen. This is the plan that God has. The first response, is this possible? Family God, how do you know when God gives a plan, by the time he gives it, he's already arranged for how it's going to be. It's so easy that when God gives us an instruction, God speaks to us, that we can land up in a situation saying, but God, have you thought it through? <laughs> Excuse me, we're talking about God, yeah. Like, like God's gonna go, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. that no, you're right, I'll, I'll be back. No, when God comes in, by the time He gives His plan, He's not asking for our opinion anymore. Once His plan is in place, He's already established it. Understand, this is one's and something, like Pastor Danny said there. This isn't something like, you know, she just fell pregnant and, oh, well, we may as well call him Christ. No, God had planned this before the foundation of the world. It was orchestrated for that exact moment. And he was ready to bring that plan to pass. You notice how sometimes when God speaks to us, it can invoke a fear within us. God, you say, what? Because the enemy would love to just... Back off center us. God has spoken. You know his God. You know his words, yes and amen. You know he'll watch over that word to perform it, but the enemy will highlight where it could go wrong. And so God immediately gives this establishing word, do not fear. Do not fear. You have favor with God. Everybody say favor with God. Look at Psalm chapter 5 verse 12 says, you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. You bless the righteous. Now notice the terminology used here is you will, because he was looking down into the future. 
Because no one could be righteous until Jesus had come. Up till then, we were all just living under the law and trying to be righteous in our own flesh. And God said, even that is a filthy rag to me. But he knew the day would come when Christ would enter the earth and he would go to the cross. And the word says that he would bear the curse. He would become the curse. Take the curse so that the blessing may come upon us. He was made to be sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. Not just made righteous, the righteousness of God. How righteous is God? Can God be any more righteous? And yet that is the righteousness that you and I have been made, the very righteousness of God. Lift your hand and say, I have been made the righteousness of God. And he says, the fact that you've been made the righteous, God will bless you. The blessing is the empowerment of God, the spoken word that ignites what he's placed within you. When you were born, you were already established with a future and everything you needed to fulfill that future was placed within you. But it's in seed form. Once God speaks over it, it breathes life to that seed and it manifests. You will bless the righteous. And then surround him with favor. It's interesting the terminology there. You will surround him as with a shield. Now, you know, when we think of a shield, we think of something just held in front. But we're still exposed at the back. But this shield that he's talking about is not just, it's not an, uh, just a uh, military shield, so to speak. It is an encapsulation. You surrounded. Surrounded. That means front, back, sides. But what about top? That's surrounded. What about the bottom? That's surrounded. I imagine, and you know what a hamster ball is. Anyone ever, as a kid, you put a little hamster in the plastic ball, and wherever he goes, the ball goes with. That hamster will never run into anything. Because wherever he goes, if he hits a wall, the ball hits it first. And he just zoop, zoop inside of it, and he turns and goes in a different direction. I mean, you can imagine that. Now imagine yourself in this huge capsule. And wherever you go, this thing moves with you. When you walk in a room, it goes in first. Are you with me? People are, what's coming in? Oh, there's a person. No, what happened was favor went in ahead of you. When you back up, there's favor. Something comes on top of you, there's favor. Under your feet. Where's the enemy? Under your feet. There's favor all around. You're just surrounded by favor. Hallelujah. Say that. I am surrounded by favor. And the angel speaks to Mary and says, you found favor. With God. Hallelujah. Verse 31. And behold. Back to Luke 1. Verse 31. And behold. You will conceive in your womb. And bring forth a son. And shall call his name. Jesus. The one who saves. He will be great. And will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob. How long? Has forever ended yet? That's still in place. You shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Of his kingdom there will be no end. You know, I saw an article the other day where it said that the the, 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 the church is diminishing. And, 
you know, I hear what they're saying. They looked at the statistics and the amount of people that attend. But we must remember the church is not an organization. It's not a place. It is the people. And here's the thing about God. When he had the army of Gideon, and he said that he was going to conquer the Ishmaelites, he said, but I want to do it in a way that you'll know it's God. Otherwise, you say it's our power that got us this. And so he said, anybody who is fear, anybody who's worried, go home. You don't have to be part of the battle. And God kept whittling it down. Remember that? And then they had to drink from the river. Eventually, they got down to 300. Why? Because family of God, when God is with you, one is a majority. You see, it's not about just the masses of people. It's about the influence that the Holy Spirit, of the influence of God's kingdom, there will be no end. The church of Jesus Christ is on the increase. It is in revival. It's growing more and more powerful and more and more influential. And we're seeing more signs and wonders and more miracles than ever before. How do you say amen to that? Family God, we must realize that you are part of the growing kingdom. Of the end of his kingdom, there will be no end. You will never wipe the church of Jesus Christ out. Never. As long as there's one man left standing with faith, God is able to restore a nation. How many of you would say amen to that? How many of you prepared to be counted amongst that? Hallelujah. And so he says of the increase of his kingdom, the kingdom, his kingdom, there will be no end. And so Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I've not known a man? How can this be? Have you ever asked that question? When God says something, how can this be? I mean, I just made a decision a long time ago. If God spoke, he's got it sorted out. If he says, come, I'm stepping out the boat. I don't want to be the boat sitters. Amen. I want to be the one that's out there on the water. Yeah, but you might sink. I don't mind. I've got him. I can keep my eyes on him. He'll always catch me. He'll always carry me. You know, when Jesus told Peter to come and he started sinking, he was there to help him. And say, well, yeah, you see, I thought so. No, God is a God of compassion. And the very fact that he called you, the very fact that he put within you a gifting, that gifting must manifest. And family of God, I want to help us today and realize that when even this young lady who thought it would be impossible, but God was talking about a miraculous conception, something that was way beyond the human mind, it never happened before. This was the first time that it ever had been said. And so you can imagine her saying, how can this be? In verse 35, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Have you born again? Keep that hand up and say, as a born again child of God, the day I gave my life to Jesus, the same Holy Spirit moved into my life. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you, therefore also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, 
nothing will be impossible. With God, nothing will be impossible. Remember, Jesus did say in Mark chapter 9, verse 23, he said, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Suppose the only question left then is, do you believe? See, believing is not just simply a mental agreement. It's easy to sit in an environment like this when you have a group of believers around you and there's an atmosphere of faith. And then the pastor gets excited about a scripture and puts out a statement and everybody's shouting. Well, I suppose I also have to shout, yes, amen. We believe. Do you believe? Yes, I believe. Amen. What happens when you're on your own and everything's hit you and the rug's been pulled out from underneath you and you bashed your head and feeling downtrodden and felt like the whole world's forsaken you and everybody's left and no one loves you anymore and you feel like you are just had just totally destroyed. What happens at that moment? Just as Job had everything stripped away from him, his children were all killed, his staff were wiped out. All his businesses were devastated, and even his wife got to a place where she said, just curse God and die. And yet the man stood tall and said, though the Lord slay me. Now, obviously, he didn't have the doctrine we have. He didn't know God that way. How you know God's not about to kill you? But he said, even if he decided to, I will still serve him. I will still serve him. How are you willing to make that kind of stand? You see, it's that concept that I believe. And believe says no matter what happens, I never put it on God. God, but you said. But I don't understand. But how can this possibly be? No, if he said it, I believe it. And he says if you can get to that place where there's not even a question mark. And I understand it can be difficult. Even the, even the, 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 the disciples said, you know, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> when Jesus put out a hard statement, I know what that feels like. Now, Lord, help my unbelief. But how do you understand? It's just simply a choice. It's a choice. It's not a feeling. You know, I wish I felt better. How will you know when you feel better? No, it's not based on feeling. It's based on if God said it, that settles it. That's why you never hear me saying, yes, but what if and maybe and could be. Now, I help try and answer other people because I know those questions do come up. But the point is what I need to get across is that I want to get to the place that if he said it, I'm going to believe it. Amen. And that belief is not going to be swayed by some article or something on YouTube or something that somebody says or something that happens and what someone does to me. That doesn't change who God is. Hallelujah. Like people say, they don't want to go to church because of all the hypocrites that are there. Family of God, you understand that we need to be in a place where we can be saved. Every single one of us, every one of us, there's no one here that can say they without sin, without some kind of thing that's gone wrong. Every one of us are in need of a Savior. Hallelujah. And by staying away, that is more hypocritical than anything else. So you don't want to be amongst the hypocrites, yet you're hanging out with one every day. Not you, but that person. Amen. No, it's time to get in amongst the rest of us and let's work together. Let's believe God together. 
Because in the household of God, there's an atmosphere of faith. There are people that may have been through what I've been through before. There are people that are willing to gather around me. People that are going to lift me up. People are going to help me so that I can become who God's called me to be. Because I do know this. I'm going to be challenged. Things are going to happen. Things are going. The wheels are going to come off. But if I stay in the place, I believe I'm not giving up. I'm not walking away from the church. I'm not walking away from God's people because I'm not walking away from God. He died for the church. He came to give his life for you. And he had to be born into this earth amongst a cursed world to live the blessed life so that you and I may receive it as well. With God, nothing Will be impossible. And then Mary said. Behold the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me. According to your word. Then the angel departed. He had to get her to the place of faith. You see God will never give up on you. He'll never give up on you. He'll keep bringing the message. Keep bringing, there's no one that's going to stand in heaven one day and they are in their day of judgment and say, well, Lord, you know, I was this close, but then you gave up. No, God will show us and highlight every moment that he never stopped, never gave up. When he brings you a message, he waits. He'll keep speaking, keep speaking, keep speaking until we get to the place. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. The moment she said that, she conceived. And Jesus was born into this earth. Hallelujah. And he brought the kingdom of God within him. And he demonstrated that kingdom. And he showed through so many signs and wonders and miracles how things that seemed impossible to man He was able to do because if you choose to believe God has given you his word, whatever word you have received because Jesus was born because of a Christmas day where he manifested in the earth and then grew up and became the man that would step into the river Jordan and be baptized Come up out of that and the Holy Spirit would come upon him so that he may demonstrate God's life as a human and then die the death on the cross. You and I should have died, paid the price for our sin and then rose from the dead so that that same Holy Spirit may come upon you as a believer. And the moment the Holy Spirit entered into your life, all things Became possible. All that's left for us to do is whenever you receive a word from God, you see some promise in his Bible, you receive some spoken word, you receive an instruction. Our response is, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Family, let's make that our motto. Let that be our response. Whenever any fear shows up, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. When some kind of criticism, some kind of persecution happens, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. When it looks like you've lost everything, something's gone wrong, 
My God supplies all your need. He makes grace abound towards you that you always have all sufficiency in all things and abundance for every good word. Lord, let it be to me according to your word. You get a report from a doctor. Your days are numbered. Now hang on, you're not my prophet. Yeah, but the, the statistics say, yeah, that's one report. But Lord, you sent your word to heal me. To deliver me from every destruction. Not only did you restore health to me. You healed me of my wounds. And by your stripes I have been healed. Let it be unto me according to your word. Family make a decision that as we're going to go into 2023. At this Christmas day. You're going to make that your decision. Your motto. Let it be unto me according to your word. Come on, let's give our Jesus praise for His Word. Hallelujah.